You're listening to We Inspire's podcast. We interview everyday people like yourself that uplift and empower, shifting the narrative of news from a traditional negative experience to more impactful. Art is beautiful, but I think also art is an expression of, of what we value in a culture. And I think what is what is more valuable to me, at least, than somebody's life. Um, I grew up in a blended Filipino family with, um, you know, uh, with Latinx and Black family members. Um, and of course, I also grew up in, a, in I grew up in New York. <laughs> and I was so happy with, with where I grew up. It was a majority minority town. Um, on Long Island, um, you know, which is a incredibly a gerrymandered um, <laughs> place, a, you know, uh, one of the birthplaces, I think, of, um, of a American modern redlining. And so for me, it was very apparent basically from my beginning um, in public school that there was just different ways of, of you know, being treated um, in every kind of public institution, whether it was the uh, way that I was treated, of course, as an Asian American person versus like uh, my Latinx and like my black classmates, um, even from the from first grade, or uh, the way that we all were were going through metal detectors um, from middle school on, and sort of seeing how um, you know oftentimes these processes um, in institutions that are meant to educate us uh, are are actually just you know preparing us for for uh, a, a very different kind of life than they say that they are. And so this uh, has always been, you know, going through me, even when I ended up, um, you know, going in a very different path than um, I was expecting personally. I ended up um, so lucky uh, to get scholarships first to study at um, a private, um, basically boarding school for the arts out in Michigan. I was very, very lucky because I was a, a latecomer to music in general, um, and then later to uh, full scholarships at the Manhattan School of Music and the Juilliard School um, to study more classical music. And classical music, of course, Western classical music, I should say, is a genre that is, of course, um, rooted in you know a celebration of your European art form, a white art form, and a lot of the consumers and a lot of the producers of it are white and affluent, I should say, as well, um, because, of course, we know that that class <laughs> plays a role in who can access like this kind of education. And so because of who was allowed uh, to participate, um, you know, I, I did see that the people around me did change. Maybe they weren't people that um, knew anything at all about um, what it felt like to go through metal detectors every day to like lose like 30 minutes in the morning sometimes if there's a holdup um, at the metal detectors and you, you know being late to school and being penalized for being late to school <laughs> and how that of course is is just a pathway to further um, you know uh, confrontations with uh, uh, sort of policing uh, miniatures in the school systems that we have. The work started um, in the form that you see it last year, last summer, um, of course, in the midst of all the uprisings this summer and deeply inspired by the work that I saw um, when I was on my computer screen, you know, do, doing um, stuff with Music Academy and also during my free time, you know, being able to get out on the street in New York and, and see for myself and help 
advocate for uh, for my people. But it's been it's been uh, rooted in something that I've carried for a very long time, and I know a lot of other people do too. A lot of people certainly over the summer were a lot more receptive to the work, I think, or at least supporting something that they thought was the work um, at first. Even people that I was really surprised by um, were, were, were very helpful. And actually a lot of the, the um, I guess, the struggles that would come up would be um, ones that I wasn't expecting. Um, they were more like, oh, you know, have you ever thought about uh, expanding the work so that you're playing for people in prisons and sharing classical music with people in prison? And I do have to say, there are a lot of really great organizations that do do that, that do bring music into prisons. And not just classical music, but every kind of um, music and art form. Organizations like Sound Off exist to educate people on the outside about what happens inside. And this is something that I think we we forget is, is needed. But it is very true that um, while people of color, and specifically Latinx, Indigenous, and, and Black people in this country, um, from my own personal experience, oftentimes can name a person either in their family or that is a family friend or even someone that they went to school with and, and care about deeply that has been through the system and know through it, knew it, know it, excuse me, through that lens. Um, there are frankly a lot of people who are not who don't know what it's like at all, and so they have a very different awareness of uh, what the infrastructure of it looks like, what the actual um, institution of imprisonment, what the institution of policing looks like, than somebody who um, has actually seen it happen in their family. We're, we're really lucky that at our concerts we have speakers who, they run the gamut from people who have been you know, in a institution, or who have family members of, or who advocate for, oftentimes these people intersect, you know, <laughs> one can understand that um, this month we have Hortensia Peterson, who is the aunt of uh, the late Akai Gurley, um, who back in 2014 was uh, shot by a Asian police officer, Peter Liang, um, you know, and, and really exposed, um, you know, what seemed to be a growing rift between New York City's Black and Asian communities. And for me, it's very powerful to have these stories told. It's very important to me that this work um, allows basically somebody like um, like Miss Peterson, auntie, um, uh, to appear not just um, on the streets, you know, and speaking very powerfully, but also on somebody's computer, somebody in Idaho or Alaska or the UK, like people who you know, might not even connect what's happening in front of them in their communities with what's happening um, in other cities until they see that person, you know, right in front of them. I remember our first rehearsal for our very first show happened uh, the day that the presidential election was announced. I know we can't talk about politics too much, but um, for me, just, you know, when we started playing, people were like crying. And they didn't know what really what we were playing for until I talked to them afterwards. But like, you know, we had a crowd in the middle of Central Park listening to like what I had to say about the prison industrial complex, why it was needed, and actually why we needed to keep moving forward even after um, an election that I know a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, here's the work is done. Like the work continues, and it was very special to me to have that and to actually have that space for people to listen. Every experience that you have is training you for another moment.
There is no such thing for me as wasted time. Even when I think about this this pandemic time, I think like both the experience of being disappointed by all this loss and the time that I have is, is a blessing because of course this, you know, seeing the loss, seeing loss that's preventable um, in so many ways, all the pandemics that are happening, you know, we're not just talking about COVID here. Um, you know, what, what could have been prevented and then how do we prevent it? These are lessons for the future. It takes time to incubate things. No one was born knowing everything. And I think that's just what's so wonderful is that if you are imaginative, then the whole world is open to you. Think about so many activists who say that imagination is really what we need because the current state of the world is, is, is what we see it. You know, <laughs> it doesn't take any imagination to look at the present and be disappointed. You know, it actually takes a lot of um, willpower to say and imagine something else. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or donate at weinspiremovement.org. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. Nothing but the good news.